every single Monday night. The entire crew, with the exception of Shamaya, who is back, well, he's back in San Antonio from Vegas. He was able to witness a WNBA finals game. And for Derek, who uh, had a show earlier today, uh, the uh, D. Gervin Big Mo Show, I said it right finally after weeks and weeks of practicing. I did finally say the podcast right. The D. Gervin Big Mo Show on Facebook, Derek Gervin Paul McKeskey. This is Sweep the League, Baller Boys Podcast. I am Refocused Radio. We are joined by the usual group, Rocky Garza. Candace is back. She's been on a little hiatus. Stats is with us. And we, we are blessed with media royalty tonight because we have one and only the man of Spurs news and notes, Jeff Garcia. Jeff, Jeff, welcome to Sweep the League, man. What's going on, kids? Glad to be on. Rudy, I owe you one. You've been doing yeoman's work for me over there at Lockdown Spurs, so I appreciate the invite. Yeah, no problem. Dude, I I enjoy doing Locked On Spurs, and definitely Locked On Spurs is the podcast to go to for any and all Spurs talk. Jeff does a wonderful job on that. Let me get to uh, the panel here. Stats, um, have you been okay, man? Because you, uh, you were in cowboy country for a certain game, and you walked out of there with a, a loss, didn't you? Oh man! Uh, actually, I am a Buccaneers fan. So, what? Uh, yes, I am. I am. So, I actually walked away with my head up, uh, held up high. I felt bad for the all the uh, the Cowboys fans out there. Seriously, I was telling. Uh, I went with the Cowboys fan, and I was telling him, "Man, you should get your money back. Like this was, like Jerry should just refund all these tickets right here for that first game because that was sad, man. I'm a Bucks fan, and that was sad witnessing all that." Well, the rush is on for the uh, playoff push, apparently, because we've got two of the biggest Cowboy fans in San Antonio. One, Rocky, I am drunk Garza because the Cowboys won a game and probably their only win of the entire year. And we've got Candace back. I want to get to Candace first because Rocky's going to throw a lot of F-bombs. Candace, Cowboy game yesterday. Are you still (laughs) excited over there? I am. You know, I feel like this was a game that kind of like, brought back the Cowboys fans. You know, a lot of my Twitter feed was saying like, maybe I shouldn't have said that about the Cowboys the first game. Maybe there is, they're not, you know, six feet under right now. And I was really um, excited to see that. I mean, it, regardless if it was a field goal play they won uh, with, you know, they won. Um, and I don't, I think it was a, a big comeback that we had from the first game, specifically because the first game just, we just, I, it felt so unorganized. It was a lot of chaos to me. You know, we didn't have uh, the offensive line was just, a mess. Um, defense was great. You know, Mika Parsons was amazing. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I'm, I feel like this is, we're starting to get the momentum back here. Um, I don't know if we'll, we'll do a game three, uh, you know, win a game three, but you know what? It, all, all offers are on the table right now. All right. All right. I, I get it. Cowboy fans are excited. Rock. I know you're excited. Give me a little, give me like five seconds, rock, just five seconds of cowboy talk. Cause you know, I hate talking about cowboys. Give me five seconds of cowboy talk real quick. Say what you got to say. How about them Cowboys? But I'm so excited that we won. I was going in this game thinking we're going to get blown out, and my weekend was made seeing them win. So there you go. You had a fantastic weekend. It was Horns winning. It was the Cowboys winning. I mean, Rock was two for two on that. He is Oson Burger Boy from Derek Irvin. We're going to remind him on that. Derek Irvin does own Burger Boy. So it was a fantastic weekend for the Rock 
horns up birds didn't pull it out obviously but the cowboys won so today we're going to talk a little bit about cowboys later on but we are here with jeff garcia locked on spurs jeff's jeff does a tremendous job writing for the San Antonio spurs covering them all the way around jeff i want to get to you on something before we talk spurs with you man shout out to mm-hmm. Becky hammond right las vegas aces yes. I I went on Twitter a little while ago and I said this had to be one, if not the greatest seasons for a first year head coach, Mm -hmm. practically in any sport. I mean, where would you rank this season and how about those aces, man? Yeah, congratulations to the ACs. Uh, Becky Hammond, a tremendous job. You know, she right place, right time, you know, got herself you know, the Aces in position to win it all. And I might just keep in mind, historically, the Aces had been knocked on the NBA Finals Championship door for at least the last two seasons. Yeah. They snagged themselves the number one pick overall. Uh, they bring in Becky Hammond from San Antonio. It was the uh, mix that was just leading to what we saw over the weekend for Las Vegas's first ever professional championship in its sports history. So kudos to her. Uh, you know, I get lost for his fans. They saw on social media flipping tables saying, well, why can't she do this here? Why can't she come to San Antonio? Well, you know, that, you know, probably going to hold off for those dreams because she probably is not going to leave the Vegas uh, Aces anytime soon. You know, obviously there's her contract, but she's building something out there. That team can, or we're witnessing the start of a dynasty, maybe the first ever true dynasty in the NBA, WNBA. So, yeah, I mean, Spurs fans that are thinking all on board, the Becky train, she's coming to San Antonio. Yeah, you might want to pump the brakes on that, barring any type of overwhelming godfather offer they, they give her. But, yeah, uh, the noise of her to exit anytime soon. I foresee just multiple seasons just like this, very Spurs-like, uh, and their dynasty in Las Vegas. So, congratulations to Becky and I was San Antonio honking horns downtown because technically it was the San Antonio Stars also that won the uh, title as well this past uh, Sunday. That is true. And, you know, it's kind of funny because I, I saw all, all up and down Twitter today. You got people saying, well, this has ties to the Spurs. Then you have other people in Twitter world saying, well, this has nothing to do with the Spurs. It's all Becky on her own. But I think more than ever, you celebrate with the Aces because they were once the Silver Stars. You had Becky as an assistant with the San Antonio Spurs. So right. it's not necessarily, hey, we're celebrating for the Spurs in general. It's just the ties to the Spurs for everybody out there. I mean, yeah. it's okay to celebrate. It's fun to celebrate. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah, it is. It is. yeah definitely. It is. I really. Uh, uh, go ahead. Uh, all eyes going to be glued tomorrow for the, or whenever you're airing this uh, Monday or Tuesday, excuse me, uh, for the uh, championship parade down in Las Vegas. Yeah, and, you know, that's where Becky got her her biggest coaching chops in San Antonio. She obviously blossomed as a San Antonio star. Her jersey remains retired at the AT&T Center and in Las Vegas. Of course, you have Kelsey Plum, who was drafted by the San Antonio Stars. Get this, I went through one of my old um, iPads, and I found photographs from the last WNBA draft for the Spurs with the San Antonio Stars, excuse me, were involved. And I have pictures of the young uh, Kelsey Plum uh, just getting selected by the San Antonio Stars. And then the second round pick, uh, whoever, I don't even know if she's playing, but the point is, is yeah, you know, there were the roots there. And now you're seeing 
uh, Becky Blossom as a head coach in uh, Las Vegas. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can go on and on with this whole podcast just about Becky and her success, but you got to see if she can duplicate it now. Maybe the pressure's on. Now we'll see what kind of coach she is, you know, trying to defend the title. And hey, she may wind up the San Antonio Spurs and actually defend the title. So we'll see if she can, she's up to that next season. Oh, yeah. And we, we here on Sweep the League know that it's hard to go back to back because it's very rare you see a Cowboys win back to back games. That's for damn sure that we hardly ever see that as I see Rock and Candace throwing me the finger on Zoom here. Um, but no, you're right, man. It's going to be a tough season next uh, WNBA season for Becky because, hey, you are the champion. The target's on your back now. So everyone's going to be gunning for you. Shout out to the Aces. We are joined by Jeff Garcia. Locked on Spurs, great, great podcast. Again, this is Sweep the League, Baller Boys podcast. I am Refocused Radio and the D-Gerv and Big Mo podcast on Facebook. Guys, let's talk some San Antonio Spurs with Jeff because he is the uh, – would you say you're the Yoda of the San Antonio Spurs, <laughs> Jeff? Would that be probably – would that be easy? I, I remember – this is how old I am. I remember when blogging was just starting. I remember when podcasting was still in its infancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I've been around for a while. I actually started and was the co-founder of Project Spurs. I think a lot of the a lot of the kids out there forget that, you know, like Project oh, Spurs yeah. is where it is now because of my efforts and Mike DeLeon's rest in peace effort. But yeah, so started there and then made way to Ken's. I'm um, sorry to uh, Deuce for San Antonio, and it was there for. A, for a long time, and then Ken Fine came and knocking and said, "Hey, do what you do over there, but do it over here now." So, <laughs> and that's where I am. And uh, yeah, it's just just old. Yeah, I remember meeting you, Rudy, and you know, uh, I don't think I ever had the pleasure to meet Rocky in person, though. I met Candice. We nerded it out at the Tony Parker uh, Geek. Statues, yeah. heroes and villains, nights, yeah. yeah. But uh, all in all, yeah, I, I, I've been around. I, I, I remember the first time ever where, when fanboy bloggers were allowed to go into the AT&T Center and be on pre- press row. I remember that day. Really? Uh, and, now, and now it's common. Yeah, for a long time, it, uh, you know, uh, fanboy blogs were not allowed to go at all. At all. Just kibosh. And uh, I think it was in the early, early 2000s where I was still with Project Spurs and the memo came out from the Spurs themselves saying, and it was limited. It was very restrictive. Mm-hmm. You couldn't, you, I remember you couldn't ask Popovich any questions. They told you that. They go, you are not allowed to ask Pop questions. You're, you know, don't do this. Don't do that. I mean, it was really strict. And now it's kind of commonplace now, so. Needless to say, I went through a lot of hurdles, and uh, Project Spurs did, and I remember Mike and I did, and now we're seeing everybody kind of, uh, you know, everybody easing up on those restrictions. Oh, yeah, because we, yeah. we definitely got to get a lot. Of, I mean, coverage is great coverage, and that's something, you know, especially mm-hmm. here with us at Sweep Delay, we prov- we're providing a lot of coverage as well for everything, mm-hmm. so... 
I honestly will say this, you know, before I before I let the uh, the staff here just tear you apart with Spurs questions and stuff. Mm-hmm. I will say this much that Jeff uh, is definitely one guy of a couple and goes back to Michael DeLeon. Mm-hmm. Also, a shout out to uh, Joe Garcia. Those three guys are the reason why Sweep the League is where it is today. And we've grown and grown and we're able to make a name for ourselves in the uh, the sports media world. Um, and it's, you know, we owe a lot to you, Jeff, as well as, like I said, Michael, rest in peace. And Joe, we thank y'all mm-hmm. guys very much. I mean, y'all really have guided me and other people that have been involved with Sweet the yep. to different heights. Mm-hmm. So appreciate what everything you've done for us. Yeah, no problem. And still doing it till today. So, but... Enough about that. Let's talk about the silver and black, Joe. The silver and black, man. All right. So before I even get into a silver and black question here, Candace, I, I got to ask you something. I, I wasn't aware you were a nerd like Jeff and I. What? Oh, she, no, Candace is not to my level, but. Yeah, she, she, I'm, she, I'm, I'm learning now. Yeah. Baby steps. <laughs> Baby steps. You, but you I, I'm more that... a Marvel Universe person versus DC Universe. Oh God. Okay, hold on. Hold Here on. Here we go. Here we uh-oh. go. There, there's no uh-oh. room for Let the Marvel begin. Universe in any podcast I'm on. It's all DC. <laughs> we may have to get into a DC Marvel battle now. <laughs> I think the um, thing about it is that what I, what I like what I like what I like about her is that once in a while I'll get a message from her saying did you see the new Wakanda trailer? (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, Candice. Well, who's your favorite Marvel character then? Oh, um, okay. Scarlet Witch. And only because with, um, what is it? WandaVision, like just the mom and her. Like, that's where I connected. Um, And I was like, hell yeah like she's like a mom superhero like she's of course like she kills like a whole village for her children but that's besides the point but it just shows like a mother will do anything to protect her child and that's what like i was like respect man respect so memo to everybody on sweep the league don't piss candace off she (laughs) can destroy you with uh the book of ashanti or anything the dark spells and everything so but by the way liz olsen is fantastic Oh yeah, Scarlet Witch. Oh yeah, they kind of picked a better character for her. Like, uh, yeah, she's like amazing. Oh, she's a she's a fan. Yeah, perfect casting there. I think Marvel's hit it out of the park on the early castings. There might be a couple of questionables lately. Jeff is not a big fan of uh, Brie Larson, so definitely. Yeah, I thought I thought the casting was horrible. (laughs) I wanted the uh, I I I think her name is forget her first name, but I just remember her last name is is a lot. Yeah, Uh, Brie Larson. yeah, uh, she plays Black Canary on uh, DC. Oh, Katie, uh, Lott, Katie Lutz. Katie Lutz, thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, I wanted her to play uh, Captain Marvel, but you know, just that wasn't a fan of Brie Larson as Captain uh, Marvel. I think that was just bad casting. All right. uh, but all in all, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just been been kind of lukewarm on the MCU lately. I think it's kind of getting repetitive a little bit too too much. Not letting us breathe a bit. Series are really hitting out of the ballpark. Like I think they're really hitting it. Um, except I, I don't know. I wasn't a fan of of uh, was it? Um, what was it? gosh? Oh my gosh! The one with Captain America, where the Falcon was Captain oh, America. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, mm, yeah. Yeah, I just I wasn't into after Wonder Vision because I think Wonder Vision raised the bar high, and then I just wasn't mm-hmm. feeling that one. You know. Um, and then yeah, I, was see, thinking, I think I think the Loki series at the bar higher yeah, than yeah, Wonder Vision. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. 
It was, it was. And yeah, I mean, I, I can, I'm probably one of the few that actually enjoy all the series for MCU, even though some of them may not be great. I'm actually enjoying all of them right now, but we got to get into our own universe here. The silver and black San Antonio mm-hmm. Spurs, Rocky Garza. I'm going to, I'm going to unleash you on Jeff first here. Cause you've been kind of quiet and you, uh, you've also been alongside with me covering uh, Spurs basketball. Uh, you've also worked with Michael DeLeon as well with project Spurs what do you got for Jeff? Because I, I want to get into some top 50 players being the 50th season. So I'm going to let you hit it off first with Jeff here. Yeah. You know, um, we have covered a lot, but just, I guess starting off, you know, I want to, I've seen your coverage over the rookies, Jeff, and I just want to get your intake, you know, who's your, who's your favorite rookie out of the three and like, who do you think could be like the next Keldon in a way with, with their personality? A lot of people think it's Shohan, you know, just, just seeing what he does. Mm-hmm. Social media. But who's your favorite rookie, and uh, and who's the next guy that could be like a Keldon like character in the locker room? Wow, uh, that, if you're talking about that high energy, ex- yelling and screaming left and right on the court, I wouldn't be surprised if that'd be uh, Blake Wesley. I think he, he, I could see him definitely getting hyped. He carries a chip on his shoulder. I got a chance to talk with him in Brooklyn when he got drafted. Literally, the moment he put the draft day cap on and walked off the stage. And he told me that during his training camp session with the Spurs that he was lumped in with a lot of the higher picks that were, were projected higher picks, you know, your, uh, your Paolo's or whatnot, like in that category. And that really ticked him off. He said he just he despised that, that a lot of them were getting the shine and that he was kind of not given a lot of the focus. And he feels that kind of anger and that chip on the shoulder mentality really pushed him to, to have a – excellent uh training or audition with spurs so i can definitely see him have that type of personality just like Keldon, that boisterous screaming you know high energy type of player uh that i think the spurs need and the, the kid is definitely going to get his time to shine uh with the uh reset slash rebuild in full swing uh, you know it, it's hard to really gauge which of these three maybe be kind of a jokey jokester? You know, yes, you're right. Sohan seems to be the leading guy to be just like Keldon. But I would dare say give all these kids just an eye for incomplete because we haven't seen anything out of Sohan. Not even Team Poland because he opted not to play with Team Poland. We got a little bit of Malachi in limited minutes in Vegas. Same thing with Wesley just getting a glimpse, a taste. So. We're really going to have to see what they are come preseason, early regular season. Uh, but I think we'll find out exactly who that person can be, Rocky, uh, sooner than later, because I would uh, hope the Spurs throw these kids into the fire day one. Uh, if this is a rebuild and they want them to learn the NBA game, then throw them out there and we'll see who has what personality that could be similar to Keldon, but uh, yeah, I, I think uh, these kids are going to get their time, and I, I am excited to see this rebuild, because this would be, guys, my third rebuild with the Spurs. This is my third rebuild with them. So get ready, kids. It's not going to be fun, I can tell you that much, but no, it's not. Hell no. It's, yeah, it's not going to be fun, uh, but, uh, you know, there is a light at the end of the darkness. But, Rocky, yeah, I think all these three kids are going to have a great opportunity to showcase their personality on and off the court. And, yeah, there's we just got to wait and see, Rocky. We, we don't know. But the good news is the wait is going to be over very, very soon. 
Yeah, it is. You know, and it's funny because we we always you and I talk, Jeff, and we always say, I don't think the kids are ready for the rebuild. I don't think the kids are ready for this. You know, they haven't been through that. But you got to remember, these kids are cowboy fans, so they don't know what winning is anyway. So and they get the finger again from Rocky. They they don't understand winning, so they should be fine, Jeff. I think they'll be OK. We don't have to worry about that too much. This is I don't think they're going to be OK. I don't think they're going to no. be OK. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't because for the rebuild. because you because San Antonio based Cowboy fans are accustomed to failure from these guys. San Antonio based Spurs fans are accustomed to this team winning decade after decade, year after year until recently. So now they're going to really bottom out. And yeah, this team has the potential. And Rudy, you and I, I think we talked about it in the lockdown sports saying they could possibly go like two and 15 to yeah. start the season. Yeah. I got some grief over that from a couple of people, but it, I mean, if you look at the schedule, the first like 18 games are ridiculously hard. I mean, <laughs> yes. you're, you're talking with the Lakers twice. You're, I mean, you're talking about at least 15 of those games are playoff teams, I believe, or play-in yeah. games, at least. Gonna, as, yeah. as Rocky's saying, tank for Wemby, which I'm pretty sure everybody wants to tank for Wemby right now. Um, this is Sweep the League. I want to tank for Rudy Campos. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get my... Uh, I didn't get my training camp letter yet, but I, it's, I heard right. I heard it was on the way. This is Sweep the League. We are joined by Jeff Garcia of Locked on Spurs. Remember, guys, Baller Boys podcast, the D. Gervin Big Mo Facebook show, and also I am Refocused Radio, all a part of the Sweep the League network. We're going to move right along here. I, I know stats has been quiet. But I'm gonna let stats get you a question before I bring on before I let Candace ask you something, Jeff, because I have a a tidbit about Candace that I'm gonna let you know about. You may want to comment on that here. But stats, oh, no. do I want to know? Yes, it is. It's a very important <laughs> tidbit here. Stats, you are on with the the legend himself, royalty, Spurs royalty, media royalty, Jeff Garcia. All right, Jeff. Hey, first of all, thank you for taking your time to be on the show, man. No problem. Anytime. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You being the OG, man, you just said that, you know, you've, you've experienced three different rebuilds now with the Spurs. Uh, I just want to ask, how long do you think this rebuild is going to take? Yeah, it, it all depends. Uh, they need to be aggressive. Uh, they could have avoided a rebuild, uh, had Kawhi Leonard stayed on and didn't pull the, pull the stunt that he did. But in that glimpse, in that moment of time in Spurs history, what did you see? You saw them get aggressive move up in the draft, trade a fan favorite, George Hill, snag themselves Kawhi, and perhaps we could be not talking about a rebuild right now. But the point is they got to have that type of mentality. Very aggressive, rebuild through the draft. That's the only way this team can come back to life, so to speak, and be at the top of the NBA mountain. This is not New York. This is not Los Angeles. This is not Chicago. This is not Miami. Big name free agents are not going to come here. So that's the only way to do it. Or still keep this in mind that – as of right now, if you look at the roster, nobody's untouchable. Yes, that even includes Keldon. Just as we thought that DeJounte was untouchable, <laughs> he wasn't. So unless they get aggressive in that way, start flipping some of these kids as they, we've been seeing so far, uh, since Brian Wright has really taken the reins late last season and then now. So I think if they have that type of mentality, be open to trading some of these guys, be open to being aggressive in the draft, 
you know, getting aggressive, be a major player ahead of the trade deadline, use that boatload of money they are sitting on right now the right way. Maybe this rebuild lasts about two, two, three years max. But if they just sit there and not do anything, not get aggressive, then yeah, I mean, it, it can keep along. So I'm predicting about two to three years because even when I think the last rebuild the Spurs went through and really helped me out on this, I think it was three years. And then that's when they got Robinson. Yeah, I think it was, it was a three year. Three years because they had Alvin Roberts. They had Alvin. And they had they Cadillac. Were, yeah, so yeah. it was not until David came in. David, but not only that, when David was drafted, he still had to wait, what, two years? Yeah, he still had to wait two years. So, yeah, it got prolonged. But, I mean, that, that was yeah. a very rare exception there with Robinson's naval commitment. But, really, you hit on the head. What did they have to do? Land a number one pick named David Robinson. And what's that? Where do you get the pick in the NBA draft? So, they got to get up there in the draft. They got to get the basketball god smiling on them moving forward. Whether that be Scoot Henderson, uh, Wimbanyama, whoever is going to be the top five, the worst thing right now for this team to do is just sit on their hands and not do anything. The worst thing this thing can happen to the Spurs is the basketball gods not smile on this team. And they tank as we're about to see them start doing the tanking in a few weeks. And the lottery balls turn, and the, whoever announces it says, and at number seven is the Spurs. I mean, that would be just horrific for them. I mean, it's a uh, so, deep class. It's a deep class for sure. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they just got to play this right. And I think they can do it. Uh, they, remember, this rebuild didn't just start with the DeJounte trade. It started months before that when they traded little things here, like the Fatty Young to Toronto for a first round pick and with Eubanks, and then Ren Forge to Denver for a second round pick. And then the bigger one, you know, they were kind of lighting the fire higher and higher. And then it turned into Derek White to Boston. And then the major went to DeJounte uh, to Atlanta. So, yeah, nobody should really be surprised if this upcoming season you perhaps see another fan favorite get traded. Oh, yeah, especially if they trade Rocky Garza, because then that would piss everybody in San Antonio off. This is uh, Jeff Garcia <laughs> joining us here. We are talking San Antonio Spurs basketball before we head into uh, some Cowboy talking sweeper keep. So the tidbit that I had for you, Jeff, was this. Now, Candace, I'm not going to lie to you, would have been a WNBA player if she hadn't taken a bowling career first. So that was the tidbit. So if you ever want any locked on Spurs, you know, thing where you have to have somebody like guess, you know, Candace's first uh, sport option or whatever, she chose bowling profession over WNBA. She would have been the first pick and probably the first goat of the WNBA had she stayed in play. I, I heard that about you, Candace, that you're actually a pretty good bowler. Yeah, um, it's a little secret side of me not many people know um but been doing it since well i was i started out as a kid doing it um haven't bowled since unless it's like for fun but yeah it's definitely i would say in my blood to be a bowler there you go man i'm telling you she and she has already challenged me to bowling so i I gotta see that bowl off i have to see that (laughs) it's gonna be happening it's gonna be it's gonna be streaming we're gonna be doing that because you 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 toot your you're not afraid to toot your bowling horn no uh, no no i I know you're not yeah i i candace doesn't so my money's gonna be on her it's always the quiet ones you gotta be quiet (laughs) everybody be worried about 
I plan to walk in in my uh, my Ric Flair robe into the bowling alley and you know, strut and all that good stuff. So all just to lose to Candice because I'm already sure I'm going to lose to her. But Candice, what do you have for Jeff? So Jeff, I was, um, you know, looking at some articles um, a few days ago. And so a Je- um, Jason Kidd, you know, he was to come to San Antonio back in 2003, you know, contracts mm-hmm. and discussions, all that. Um, and then we had a Russell Westbrook kind of in the same boat, right? Um, of course, that wasn't as as deep in, in the webs as Jason Kidd was. So I'm just wondering, you know, we try and get recruit or, you know, draft these um, big NBA players. But what is it that all, sometimes they just fall apart? Oh, uh, so many things. It's, you know, uh, agents get in the way. Uh, financial situations for the teams. Uh, get in the way that make things fall apart. Yeah, sometimes fit doesn't work out. Or as we saw uh, recently, uh, players renege on the Spurs. Uh, who was that? Marcus Morris. So yeah, those things happen. I mean, look like that. That's a perfect example right there. One of the Morris brothers was verbally committing to San Antonio. Was going to come. I mean, it was almost a done deal. And then what did he do? He backs out and. Ends up going to really help me out. He went to New York, I believe. So yeah. Um, so things like that. So many factors get in the way. Uh, Lebron is some sort of straight out deal. But then again, you know, Candace, the NBA has changed so much. Back then, you you got drafted by a certain team, you stayed with that team. There were a few ones that popped up here and there. There were an exception. Your Brandon Jennings, your Danny Ferry. Uh, you know, Danny Ferry was selected by the Clippers and he refused to go to the Clippers that he just stopped to go overseas and play in Europe. But at that time, that those kind of situations were so rare. Nowadays, it's a player's league. I've never seen the NBA controlled so much like this by the players uh, until Adam Silver came aboard he, as the new commissioner. I, I mean, it, they, I feel the players control this and look at what they're doing now. Not only are they controlling who gets to team up and, you know, clutch sports and everybody's with clutch sports and they're going to do everybody right. And you're going to team up with this guy and this guy and this one. Now they're branching out. The players are branching out further beyond that and starting their own media centers, their own media companies. You know, LeBron James, Showtime, the Draymond Green podcast. They're going to be, I, that's where I see the evolution of how much of the players are taking over now. That maybe, you know, when me and Rudy and Candace go to a Spurs game and get these interviews, they're not they're not going to really give us much because they're going to save it for their stuff. They're going to save it for their podcast, for their stuff. So I, this, I, 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 there's sometimes I'm just mouth the gate like, wow, David Stern is probably rolling his grave right now <laughs> seeing what's going on with this league. But I agree, man. I agree. There's there's just so much involved. It, it, it nowadays players are really in control. I mean, look look at the recent article via Sports Business Journal, where the Spurs are doing everything they can to ensure they have a fair shot by even making their training facilities state of the art. I yeah. In, in the decades I've been watching the NBA, I've never heard that training facilities are going to be a uh, uh, a leaf now to dangle in front of players coming to uh, San Antonio. Right. And the Spurs, they need it. They need every little bit they can have. But I know social media Spurs fan base 
we're kind of laughing at the uh, Spurs for saying that, but I took it as, hey, you got to do what you got to do to bring these free agents. And you know this, Candace, Rudy knows this, Rock, everybody on this call knows this. Oh, yeah, There's man. There's only to. been one major free agent ever to come to San Antonio in their history. Yeah. Their history. Not even when David was winning. Not even when the big three were around did major free agents say, you know what, I want to go to San Antonio and win titles. That's never happened just one time. One time in their 50 years. So even, let's just say that too, market is, is an issue too. San Antonio isn't a New York, isn't a Chicago. Uh, now, they, 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 these on, on that, um, Jeff, like, do you think by us tapping into Austin, do you think that's going to make or break us? I don't think it's going to do anything, to be honest. I don't, I don't see it. I don't really see it moving the needle for these free agents to come to San Antonio uh, because it's Austin is still an hour away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, it's, they still have to play and live in San Antonio. Right. They're, you know, DeJounte Murray, kudos to him. He tried, you know, with the new balancing. He really did. He, he, when he was here, every time I spoke with him one-on-one, it was about his shoes because that's what he really wanted to talk about because that's what these players are about. Their brand, their product, their sneakers. San Antonio doesn't help the, help that, that, that aspect. Uh, no, no, Grant, it probably can, you know, you throw out there, Hey, we're merging with Austin. You know, we're trying to make this big geographic wider market for the players. Like, look, you get the San Antonio market and the Austin market combined together gets you this, Mm -hmm. but is Austin really up there with the big boys yet? Is it in New York? Is it in Miami, Los Angeles, Phoenix? Uh, You know, it's, it's still not there yet. So, and, and, and the ages look at this stuff, uh, you know, again, DeMar DeRozan, credit him too. He tried to. He brought his exclusive signature apparel line for the first time ever to San Antonio. And I don't know if it was a success or not. I don't even know if it still exists here, if the shop is still open. So No idea. I didn't even there's know so many that. factors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he brought it in early in his his career in San Antonio, that chapter in his basketball career. So they try, they try. I, I think here, I, Rudy, I've told you this before, and Candace, I'll tell you this. And, and yes, and this even includes a guy like Kawhi Leonard and, and, or DeJounte. I still argue to today the most marketable player the Spurs have ever had historically, yes, even beyond Tim Duncan and Iceman was David Robinson. David Robinson was the, has been their most marketable player they ever had. They, I don't know if you remember this, but Mr. Robinson's neighborhood was a very successful yeah, I was just uh, program that. that yeah, the Nike had. David Robinson would show up in rap music videos, and the Spurs would let him do it. He would show up in MC Hammer videos, and he would they would be okay with it. He would show up in movies. Uh, he would he would show up in and on TV. Uh, he would do commercials for uh, Gillette, uh, left and right. He has been the most marketable spur. But look how long ago that was. I can't, from that point on till now, I don't remember another big marketable name like that 
uh, since that time. Now, granted, that used to be the culture. You know, Popovich came on and the culture kind of changed. It got more locked down. It got quieter and became more Iron Curtain-like. You know, Timmy, he didn't like the, the spotlight. Okay, fine. But, you know, Timmy did have a few commercials here and there. The closest guy I could think of that was kind of marketable was maybe Tony Parker. Maybe Tony Parker. Um, but even then, um, it's been a while since they had a, a name like that that you see out and about everywhere. David Robinson used to show up on David Letterman's show. Like, it was almost like a regular guest for a while. Wow, I'm true. old. That is true. You're, yeah, I mean, you're, you're showing yeah. your age here, dude. And you and I are about the same age anyway. I think if we yeah. combine Candace, uh, Rock, and Stats ages, we're still older than them. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for fun, everybody, go on YouTube and Google MC Hammer David Robinson. It's fun. You guys see him do his thing. He's actually dancing in the video. Yeah, and you know, before, because we, we want to get into some quick cowboy talk, but before we do, you're right about that Robinson thing, because if I remember back then, and God, I'm saying this between all these kids here, remembering back then, you saw Robinson on a lot of Sports Illustrated magazine covers, yeah. a lot of Sports Illustrated yeah. for Kids magazine covers. Mm-hmm. I can't recall outside of them winning when they won the title, Duncan or anybody on there. Now, there was a cover with Duncan and Robinson. Right. Right. But again, it was involving David Robinson. So great. Right. And I think I think Duncan did do uh, David Letterman at the time when he was still on. He did, yeah. he did one appearance with him. But now, again, you know, you 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 kind of couch this in the fact that the regime changed. You know, yeah. like I said, Popovich came on and that's where we really saw a difference in approach. I, I, I mean, Candace Popovich used to have a, a radio show in San Antonio. I don't know. Not many people know that. It was that you used to have a radio show. AM was that? It was at UR Cooks on AM. It was on the AM. He used to have a. Right. He used to have one. UR Cooks like the, like the restaurant that was on Everson Four Ten. Yeah, he was at UR Cooks. Yeah. I would go on every Wednesday night. I would be out there. Every, well, not mm-hmm. every, but most every Wednesday night, I would be watching the pop show. Nice. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So and then you started winning titles. It got a little bit more Iron Curtain like, and now it is what it is. You know, it's, you know, you hear some horror stories about them. Uh, but, but I hope the, hopefully things are changing. And I think the Spurs have to change this mentality now because the kids are bringing in now are all about social media, all about their IGs and their Twitter and their shoes and what they're wearing. And let me show everybody my outfits and Jeremy Sohan doing a daily Q and A with fans as he, as he's been showing now, asking fans what color hair he should change it to. and what should his next tattoo be? So I think the players are going to force the Spurs to change sooner than later. Yeah, they are. And the Spurs, you know, it, it is adaption. You know, they have to adapt to mm-hmm. current times. But the one thing that uh, I do know for a fact, it's going to be a rough season for the San Antonio Spurs coming up. Jeff's going to provide you the absolute best coverage, whether it's rough or whether they are on championship aspiring dreams this year. Who knows? Jeff will bring you all the great coverage for the San Antonio Spurs on Locked On Spurs. We're going to get into quick cowboy talk here. Just a quick reminder, this is Sweep the League Radio. We are joined by Jeff Garcia of Locked On Spurs. Candace, The Rock, Stats, and myself are on tonight. Shamaya is on vacation still. And Derek Gervin, same thing with Team Gervin. All right, guys, I'm going to let – now, Stats, your team is one and one The Cowboys are one and one barely. 
The Lions are one and one. That is Shamaya and Derek's team. The only 0-2 team are the Atlanta Falcons right now. And yeah, I'll take it. I don't care. I'm a Falcon fan. Who cares? I didn't expect to win. I don't have Super Bowl dreams like Cowboy fans do every single week. But I'm going to let the Cowboy fans go because we've got Sweeper Keep coming up right after this. So I'm going to give you guys a couple of minutes. You can shower me with all the crap y'all been wanting to give me for giving the Cowboys so much trouble. Do whatever you want. The platform is yours. The show is y'all's. Talk about the Cowboys because I know y'all have been dying to get this off the chest. So whoever wants to go, just jump on in. <laughs> well, I'll make mine quick. Uh, quick. Um, I, I was honestly pretty surprised the Cowboys won. I'm not gonna lie. Um, heading into this game, it's kind of it was kind of iffy because you have the Bengals who looked horrible in Week One, and I was expecting them to bounce back. They have a pretty solid offense, but I was real surprised. But I, I kind of knew the defense would carry the Cowboys this year. And you really saw it, man. It's crazy to think that arguably the best player in the league right now is Micah Parsons. Um, just what he's doing on the terror. But I'm really happy the Cowboys won. Let's hope it continues the next week. But I also can't wait for those Cowboys fans of Cooper Rush wins again. They're going to bring up the big debate. Should the Cowboys start Cooper over Dak when he returns? So I just can't wait for that media, uh, media frenzy to be there. I've got text messages before Cooper took over that I always said Cooper Rush was better than Dak. I would I would gladly provide those text messages. Yeah, I've heard that too, man. I've seen it all over Twitter. So I mean, I don't know yeah. if Candace thinks Cooper's better than Dak, but I personally don't think that. Um, Dak does have limitations. He does. You also Cooper. wear shorts that are like two inches long. Hey, so we can't. I mean, I mean, you do like them, man. I I did not wear shorts. I will in not Minnesota. say I do or I don't. What would I, I will say? Proud. <laughs> I didn't wear shorts in Austin. You know, I had a nice little fit going on in Austin. So I yeah, don't know. I know. All right, Candice, this is all okay. yours now. Put Rock in his place. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, kind of bouncing off what he said about, you know, Dak is or is Rush the new uh, Dak. And I don't know. I just, I'm just not, I'm not there to say that yet. I, I feel like we're there to say that yet. Um, what I do like about Dak, what I respect about Dak is that he runs with the ball. Like that is something I always love quarterbacks to do. Um, it's just something that I saw, always like was like, when I was a kid, I was heard, I was heard about like Roger Stallback and how he would run with the ball. And so that was something my expectation, like a quarterback that I thought was good, always ran with the ball. Um, and I feel like he has that momentum of just like, you know, when it comes down to it, like he has great plays. Um, you know, it just sucks the first game. Like I said, I, he just didn't have that backup. And you know, I will say that I felt like the game was on Jerry Jones, the first one, because he knew straight up that his team wasn't wasn't ready yet. You know, we didn't have um, we had um, gosh, what's his name? The I'm drawing a blank. The one that um, was injured that we we left because we let go of Amari Cooper and then Gallup. So Gallup's Gallup, injured. Gallup. And then, no, you're good. And, you know, so it's like we didn't have any we didn't have that um, that person for him. So it's like, how could he, you know, throw the ball? And his person isn't like receiving it. And so it's like, you know, having that little, you know, gap, um, like I said, we just went ready for a skate game and then defense was great as usual. Um, but the offense was, was struggling and you saw that chaos. So I think coming back to game two, I think it was like a good comeback for them. I think we got the momentum going, you know, Cowboys fans are like, okay, maybe the season isn't a complete loss. Like maybe 
this is, you know, I don't feel like we're at Super Bowl status yet. I don't want to like, be, that's, I feel like that's way too preliminary. Um, but I feel like, you know, we, they're keeping it interesting. So I'm excited to see where the rest of the season goes. And there you go. That is the Cowboy Rundown, which, again, I've lost a bet, Jeff. You you haven't really heard yet, but I've tried to go an entire week on a podcast where the Cowboys are never mentioned. And because I've got two of the greatest Cowboy fans on Sweep the League staff that it's always going to get mentioned. I'm going to have to deal well, with that, Cowboy Phantom. Well, that's something new I learned about Candice. Too. I didn't know she was a hardcore Dallas fan. I didn't know that. Yeah. She I am. In my blood, too. Was <laughs> uh, it um, silver and blue or navy blue? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm getting it all over the all over, man. I get it from uh, Cowboy fandom here. So and, you know, Rudy, you're, you're not a Cowboys fan, right? No, I've, I've said it many yeah. times on Lockdown Spurs. I've said it on many yeah, podcasts. Yeah. I am a Cowboy fan by marriage. If I want to stay married, I have to at least cheer them on every now and then. So <laughs> Um, but hey, if my wife ever leaves me, then our cowboy fandom is out the door. So no problem. I'm not losing <laughs> anything there. But hey, man, Jeff, we've got one last uh, segment here that we always do every single week. Uh, it's Sweeper sure. Keep. And basically, Mark's going to give you the rundown on Sweeper Keep. This is kind of one of those free for all type things. If if you go out on a tandem and you start getting upset, then by all means, get upset. We have yet to get Candace to cuss. I have to go back on the tape, but I don't think she said any four-letter words yet. We're hoping one day she will. But <laughs> that's will be the uh, Sweeper Keep segment stats. Go ahead and hit us with Sweeper Keep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the segment Sweep or Keep, where we end every Sweep the League radio show with. Well, not radio, but podcast. Hopefully radios at some point. But let's play the game of Sweep or Keep. You're either going to sweep whatever I say, which is either a, a tweet or some quote that somebody said, which means you don't like it. You don't like what they said. You don't like what's in it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's in the trash. Or you're going to keep it, which means you're going to put it up on your mantle over your fireplace and you're going to cherish it forever. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's play the game of sweep or keep. Rudy, this first one comes from your Falcons. So Why we got to quote here. give me this shit? Uh, well, I, I want to <laughs> get your take on this. So sweep or keep. This is a quote from Arthur Smith. On Kyle Pitts' lack of targets. So Arthur Smith says, it's not fantasy football. We're just trying to win. Sweep or keep? I am definitely, you know what? This is kind of a BS one because I would sweep it and I would keep it. I have Kyle Pitts on my fantasy football team, so I definitely (laughs) want him to catch the damn ball and get all the targets in the world. But I do understand it is not fantasy football. But you've got to force feed this guy. You're talking one of the greatest catching tight ends in today's game. And he only had three effing targets yesterday. Two catches, three effing targets. He's had 10, I think, 10 targets the entire year. I mean, this has to change. If the Falcons don't want to win, I get it. You don't have to win. If they do want to win, force feed Kyle Pitts. You cannot be worse than the Dallas Cowboys. Get him the damn ball. Wow, Rudy. Wow. But uh, I'm going to sweep that as well. Um, it's kind of the same same thought process when uh, in week one you saw them not really getting C.D. Lamb the ball. But I understand they play two different positions, but he's arguably your best wideout out there. And, you know, Kyle Pitts is arguably your best weapon out there, so why not get him the ball? But obviously defenses are going to key in on your key players and try to take them out of the game. Um, you saw it in week two that Lamb did get the ball and they tried to force feed him, but Noah Brown broke out um, in, in a sense. So, 
I would agree with you. Um, I don't have Kyle Pitts in fantasy, but for the fantasy owners, you got to feed. You're Pitts. a loser if you don't have him in fantasy. You're a loser. Uh, I mean, I wasn't able to snag him, man. So I'm sorry. I was able to snag Drake London over you. So Drake London's my guy. I forgot but about that. Him and Cordell. But um, yeah, I mean, there's only three options in Atlanta. You have Cordell, London, and Pitts. So why are you not feeding Pitts? Makes no sense. I'm assuming. So Candace or Jeff, if y'all want to tackle this, you can. If not, we can go to the next one. I can go to the next one. I, I'm lost on this one. Okay. What's we'll your right. next one? All right. I, don't Cand- I don't know if Candace has anything to say, though. Candace has, yeah, she has nothing nice <laughs> oh, to say. About oh, okay. The okay. Yeah, she has nothing nice to say about the fact. Oh, she's just doing you a favor, Rudy. She's doing me a favor. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't get you all riled up. All right. Yeah. Number two, number two. Here is a quote from Jeff Trailer after the loss. Uh, the 41-20 loss to Texas. We cannot be patting ourselves on the back for getting beat closely. We've got to get out of that mindset. We can't be little brother. The city of San Antonio is not little brother to anyone. Sweep or keep this quote. All right, Rock, Candice, you can start on I'm this over. one if you want. <laughs> um, I'm keeping. I think Jeff Trailer is a great coach. Um don't cancel me if you think otherwise. Um, but I just, I, I love what the energy he brings to San Antonio um, and, you know, what he's done for his players. You know, last year was an incredible season. And, you know, I don't feel like they should let these losses, especially like something like this wasn't, it was a great game. You know, I saw it. It was intense. Um, you know, it was back and forth. You know, when they got that touchdown and they took it back, you know, that, that was rough. I feel like maybe from that moment is when I kind of saw them kind of like, uh, kind of like fall apart mentally a little bit. Um, but I think it was a great game. I think moving forward, um, you know, next next game was going to be even better. Um, but I don't think they should lose that mindset of, you know, that just remember, kind of remembering of what last year was. But, you know, I know I can understand that the expectation is probably like super high on them and the pressure's up there. But, you know, San Antonio's going to love them either way. Exactly. Rock, what do you got? Yeah, so um, to use the explicit language um, to an all of San Antonio who doesn't know, Jeff Taylor was one bad motherfucker. Like, Jeff Taylor is that guy. I love his energy, and, and I know people give me shit because they're like, well, why are you cheering for UT when you graduated for UTSA? It's like, well, how are you going to gatekeep fandom, man? I've been a UT fan since I was little, and if UTSA would have won, I still would have been happy. Obviously, you know, people are going to give me shit because they lost, and they would be like, horns down, horns down. But I love Jeff Taylor. Jeff Taylor is is basically what San Antonio is. This guy rallies around San Antonio. He's a really well-liked guy beyond coaching in the whole state of Texas. And he had nothing but respect for UT. I was not surprised that UTSA kept it in there. There was a square, there was a scare, you know, in the first half. And I was like, my, my jaw was dropped. My mouth was open. Like, Oh my God. You know, I was even texting the group chat. I was like, damn, like UTSA is doing it to UTSA. I mean, UTSA is doing it to UT. And in the past, if that's what happened with past coaches, have, Texas probably would have crumbled under pressure and they would have lost. But UTSA is up there. They're up and coming. Uh, I know people still want to bash them, and they're not about more of as Trailer was saying, but that guy is nothing but class. He is a, one of the biggest guys around San Antonio, and it, it's crazy to think people can hate on him. This guy is, has no had no San Antonio roots, and he's really behind San Antonio, wants to do everything to help San Antonio grow. And He's going to be, you know, one of those guys that's going to be here for a long time. And I just wish him nothing but success, man. All right, Jeff. I'm going to, I'm not even asking the UTSA UT question because 
I, I, we're going into overtime here. We're going to spend another five, 10 minutes okay. on overtime because I actually have two sweeper keeps for you and the group can answer. I, I'm not going to answer. I, I need to get the fire out of Jeff Garcia. So one of these. Oh, no, don't, don't say, don't, don't, don't bring up. Don't bring up what I think you're going to bring up. That's the last one. That's the sweeper keep on that. Oh, no. But I, the first one is this sweeper keep. And this is from, this is a quote from at sweep the league on Twitter, whoever the hell that guy is. (laughs) This is a tweet from him saying the DC universe is oh, no. okay, greater God. than the Marvel universe, Jeff? Are you? I, I thought you. I thought you're gonna. I thought you're gonna bring up the the one of the very few topics that can really light my fire. There's there's and, a and second you, one. There's a second one. Oh, right, that's then that's probably oh. the one that it is. Then all <laughs> right. All right, wait, wait, so sorry, sorry, repeat your first question again. So so at sweep the league says DCU universe okay. is way better than Marvel universe. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm I'm going to say as of right now, uh, the MCU is weighing out. Uh, DC the DCU is just a, a total you know what show. It, it, it's bad, and you know what I think. Rocky knows the Candace. Knows, every, we all see it. It's it's horrible. Uh, they need to hire me and and, and Rudy and, and everybody on this call right now to fix their problems. So I'm going to say right now. The uh, MCU uh, is winning right now, uh, but I'm losing hope little by little that the DCU can fix and fix things. It's just, it's just bad. If you want to salvage anything, any love you have for the DC universe, just watch their animated movies, and, and you'll fall in love with them all over again. Their animated movies are just a masterpiece masterpieces left I mean, for the most part there's some duds but for the most part just spectacular and 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 yes i did speak with one of their animated directors i think the animated director for the dteu which is uh, sam Liu. uh he he's the q a with me at um at kensfire.com slash first during our chat rudy everybody listening yes mm-hmm. I tried to tell him to let me do a voiceover i asked i'll go please let me do a voiceover i've always wanted to do a voiceover in an animated movie, Marvel, DC, whatever. Uh, so he laughs. He goes, no, he goes, I don't think I'll be able to do that. You know, there's so many, so much red tape. I said, okay, fine. I had to ask, but maybe who knows? He did. He didn't say no to stopping a locked on Spurs reference in an upcoming DCU animated movie. So I'm crossing my fingers. He'll do that. But nice, man. yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, Rudy, I know you're a DC guy, but I think the writings on the wall, Marvel, is winning it out right now. It's just bad. It's yeah. just so bad right now. I know, but it's my fandom, bad. My fandom makes it just feel. Well, that's what I said. If you watch the animated movies, and you know, we know that's where it's at. I, I mean, and Candace, have you ever seen the the animated movie Hush? It is incredibly good. No, I haven't, but I've added to my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah Hush animated- is really, really good. Anything animated yeah. DC is yeah. must watch, Candice. So it's that'll watch, yeah. That'll yeah. definitely um, change your fandom from MCU. Whoever's yeah, next if, jump on it. Yeah, if, if you're into like the animated Batman series, yeah. um, one of my one of my favorite Batman movies of all time is Mask of the Phantasm. Oh yes, yeah. yes. It is so good. wonderful, wonderful. And and remember that was released in the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. So it, it, for their standards at that time, it pushed the envelopes. Uh, but 
another uh, good DCEU movie to watch, Candace, is um, uh, Gotham by Gaslight or Batman by Gaslight, something like that. I know Gaslight is in the word, but I think it's Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah. Uh, just an, it, it, it takes Batman and what would be like in, you know, in London, England, uh, you know, during the Jack the Ripper era, you know, and what, how he would solve that problem you got to see the smile on candace's face she's lighting up with this dcu this dcu stuff yeah she's changing she's changing yeah so my husband is a huge batman fan and he's actually the one that introduced me to you know dc and marvel because i really wasn't really much into it um so Mm -hmm. i I really like inner marvel just i love the way the stories intertwine which i know that dc universe kind of does the same thing um so i'm all about the storylines like that's where that's where it gets me um so i'm excited I, I will watch anything i'm open to anything um so i'm excited to I, I like literally i have a list of like the, the movies that you just told me so you're I'm um, yeah yeah uh, rocky have, have you seen assaults on arkham no i actually haven't i would have to see that yeah that one that one is where the one of the rare ones where batman is not in focus it's basically just the suicide squad but um it's another one of their adventures in uh trying to break into uh, Arkham. They're out. They're not about. They serve their time, but they're trying to break back in. Yeah, so. they're, oh, they're all good. All good, no matter what. Hey, we have a couple of minutes here. If I want to ask you the last one, but yeah. before you do, were you aware that Rocky was Thor's body double when he was naked in <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder? I thought that. I thought that was you. No, you that one with your diet and losing weight and working out. No, I was the uh, the fat god at the very top. I was the body double for that guy. But Rock was the actual <laughs> body double for Chris Hemsworth and Thor Love and Thunder there. But uh, you know, oh, man. But, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we got about five minutes, Jeff. And this is only okay, going to okay, be okay. for you. This is only going to be for oh, you. As no. I, I've got all the staff in front of me. Their, their cameras are going. So I want to see them laughing. Thank you for the warning. Smiling. But sweeper keep. <laughs> Here we go. The new Star Wars movies are the trashiest, worst movies ever made. Are you sweeping or keeping that? I am not only sweeping it, I'm burning it. I am throwing it out the uh, Tower of America's window, the highest peak I can go to. I am stomping it when it falls (laughs) on the floor in in the Hemisphere Park and crushing it. Then I'm picking up the debris and then throwing it into the nearest landfill, then bearing it twice over, and then going to ask Will Smith if I could borrow his mind eraser from Men in Black and just evaporate the memory of that trilogy from my head forever and everybody else's. So I'm still floored that people think it's some of the greatest Star Wars films ever. It's not. It's not. It's horrific. It's horrific. Now, mind you, um, to be fair, I refuse to see... I've never seen the last of the new three i refuse to see it i won't see it i i won't even disney plus tries to tempt me with it every time i'm not falling for a disney plus uh so you 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 come in with the idea of the force being a selective thing and then come to find out from what i've read everybody has it everybody has the force now you trash finn 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 was a perfect character to really build around, in my opinion. I think you would have should have taken his character and built around him. They did it. They flubbed it. Okay. Mm-hmm. They have. I never thought I'd see this. Star Wars fandom, force flirting. 
there's forced flirting now. And they're, that was awkward. That was awkward. They were flirting using the force, Ray and Kylo. That was weird. Why would you do that? It made no sense. You, you had the perfect platform to rebuild the Jedi Knights. That, 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 there's your, here's your next trilogy, rebuilding of the Jedi Knights. You, you have Leia, who's a fully trained Jedi now, and Luke. Boom, we're ready to go. Let's rock and roll. We have a new fresh slate. And they didn't do that. They just recycled everything. You want a hot planet of snow back in the 80s? Oh, now you got a white salt planet now in the, in, in the next movie now, in The Last Jedi. You want a guy who, trust me, have you ever heard this before, Rudy? Uh, 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 a guy that we think is going to be one of the good guys and turns around and betrays you in the end. Well, we have that in Lando, and then we have that in DJ now. Okay, so we have a useless Captain Phasma. What did she provide? Nothing. Nothing. They turned her into a joke. A joke. Um, You really had no big baddie at all. I mean, Kylo is just, I don't know what he is. Uh, it, it, you re- somehow the emperor survives an entire explosion and a fall from a chasm and, and lives to tell about it. <laughs> it, it, it. It made no sense. It and is. I know you're on a time limit here, and I know you got to go, and everybody has to go with their families now. But I warned you, don't. St- I could go on and on for another hour on how bad it was. I did it for a reason because. We are going to have you on a special nerd edition Uh-oh. of Sweep the League. Yes, where we're I like get it. Into all this shit because I don't, we like teasing everybody a little bit and letting them know, like, hey, you know what? We're going to end the show like this so that way they can come back. But we are going to do a nerd edition of Sweep the League where Jeff Garcia is going to go balls deep on this new trilogy and just let go of everything all the (laughs) hatred that he's ever had but then he's going to come out a happier jeff because we're going to talk also about mando and obi-wan oh yeah there we go so so we're going to get all the good stuff well we're gonna we're gonna leave it at this because jeff's gonna be back to talk to us about that uh jeff we appreciate you joining us here on sweep the league it's locked on spurs jeff provides the absolute best coverage around again thank you for joining us jeff we appreciate you and we look forward to having you on again man absolutely anytime good to talk to everybody too so for Jeff, I hate the damn new trilogy, Garcia. <laughs> for Candace, I would like to see a Rocky Garza, who was Chris Hemsworth's stand-in. Stats, Shamaya on the beat, Derek Gervin. A lot of people on Sweep the League. I didn't even realize that. I have Rudy Campos Jr. Until we sweep the league again next Monday, y'all be safe. And dare I say go Cowboys? Or Yeah, I'm still married, so I guess, yeah, go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.